Come on, Cindy, Josh. I'm Cindy. <laughs> I'm Josh. I have no idea where this bumper music comes into our conversation about the lion, but I can't lie, I do enjoy it. I'm a Motown girl, so I love it. You know why we have this music? Because the Lions are getting sexed up by everybody <laughs> in the national media because they're actually making smart moves. And even Vegas is sexing them up because Dan Campbell's uh, coach of the year uh, betting odds have went up. Vegas knows. Vegas always knows. Vegas always knows. Uh, but, like, you look at the Lions, and I was texting with someone that I know, and he said this, and I'll read it verbatim right here. He said... I don't think Lions fans understand how close they really are. You look at that offense; it could be da- it could be dangerous. And there's something that you will allude to that in that point. Yep. Yeah. And then you look at the defense, and there's a couple guys coming off injury that could really do some damage. There's a lot of young players, a lot of uh, veterans that can make significant strides, and a lot of draft picks that they've made that are are really have high potential. He goes. Campbell will do well. Holmes is on the is in. The, is an elite mind getting molded by a guy like Dorsey who is elite at finding guys. This is a team trending in the right direction. I think more people are starting to take notice that this could potentially be, in a couple of years, a team that contends for the NFC Conference Championship. Now, I know in Detroit we don't really like think about the Lions as someone that could, could possibly contend for something because we haven't seen that. But when you got people around the business that are saying the same thing, you start to get a little bit of a clue of what is actually happening with the Lions. And you look at the Lions, and I've alluded to it on the podcast a lot, is that they are just, they're drafting uh, a lot. They're drafting organizational depth. We talked about that in the last thing with the Tigers. Right. Unlike the Tigers, they're going offense and defense, and they're alternating the spots, and they're getting, you know, where, where they have weakness, they go out and they double dip into the defensive end market with Josh Pascal and, and Aiden Hutchinson. And then they get a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez in, in the fifth round who looks like he could hit anybody in this path. You just got to love where the rut, the Lions are going. You know, they look like they, they look like there's glimpses of a good general manager. And that's exactly what the Lions have so badly needed for years. And you look at the team's, in a city who have done good, it's obvious done because the general manager put together the best team. And one of the reasons that we harp, harp on, uh, you know, a guy like El Vila is because he isn't putting together a full fundamental team. He's putting together a bunch of uh, dunces. You know, at least with <laughs> at least with Brett Holmes, he's he goes out and he fleeces the Vikings to get Jameson Williams. He goes out and gets Aiden Hutchinson, who, you know, and everyone that you every guy that he drafted. There's one mm-hmm. thing that remained, except for Jameson Williams, there's one thing that remained uh, similar with all of them. What's that? Team captains. That's right. Leadership. That's and right. And the one guy, Josh Pascal, who is a defensive end for, he was a defensive end for Kentucky. He's a, he's a beast. But the one thing about him that makes him a little bit more uh, respectable, and you can tell about the kind of heart this guy has, mm-hmm. he beat cancer. That's while playing football at Kentucky. Amazing. So that that tells you the kind of guys that Brad Holmes is looking for. And you know, a lot of people say like you can't win with good guys, like these all these good guys. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is build a culture of this is how we play, this is how we want to play, and this is how we're going to play. And 
you're not going to hit on every guy, but you want one guy to be a leader of your locker room for years to come. And you could, and you could say that was the right pick because we made that pick because of this. And that's why you make it. And that's, that's why he's drafting the way he's drafting. You know, you look at the Rams and you look at where he came from with Brad Holmes and you look at the guys they drafted to, to bump up their, their uh, rebuild process. They went with a lot of guys that were voted team captains and, you know, guys that had talent and then they went out and they made bold moves. You know, that's that's what they have to do. But the Lions, they look like they have some guys that they're trying to build around. They're building a culture. And, you know, we talked to Dan Miller. He says culture doesn't happen without winning. But if you pick talented players that also bring a leadership position, you are going to be in a good spot. Well, when you have a vacuum of leadership, you got a problem. So the fact that they're bringing leadership into the mix means they're bringing – accountability yeah okay and so that's very very important because you can have all the talent in the world but if they're not accountable uh then you're not going to get performance out of them and i'll tell you one of the guys that's got that absolutely is a key to all of this as exciting as the lions offensive line looks like it's going to be and the potential that they have you have got to have without question and no excuses performance out of jared goff oh jared goff has got to perform. There are no excuses. He's got a strong offensive line to work with. His defensive line also looks like it's shaping up to be very good. He's got Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. He's got a number of other. Um, DJ Chark, Josh yep. Reynolds, uh, TJ Hawkinson. It's a lot like the guys are going to have people to throw so, to. So, so, so the way I look at it like this, and you could either disagree with me or agree with me, is Jared Goff has no excuses. Exactly. He can't. He can't. He can't be uh, a guy who, uh, you know, is the reason that they lose. He has to be a guy that helps them win. You know, if if he helps them win, he could, he could sit. If he doesn't, well, there's going to be someone coming in here for him because they just can't get it done with him. That's that's the reality. And I think that all, by Brad Holmes, it's a brilliant move on Brad Holmes' part because what do they say about a back end of someone into a corner? Right. Is yep. that they 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 come out fighting, and you really know someone how they come out fighting, and how they you know when they when they're backed into a corner, how do you come out of that? You know, do you come out timid or do you come out fighting? And that's the thing about Jared Goff that we're gonna learn: does he come out timid or does he come out fighting? And if he comes out fighting, that could be really good. If he comes out timid, that's gonna be his own his own problem. Well, this is going to be a defining year for him. The season coming up is pivotal for Jared Goff. Um, and I think it's one of his last opportunities to show what he can do. You know, we talked about in hockey in the Detroit Red Wings, you know, Dylan Larkin, this was going to be a pivotal mm-hmm. season for him. Either he was going to show up or he's going to show himself to the door. He showed up. Yeah. He showed up to be the captain they need him to be. Now we need to see if Jared Goff is going to be a leader on this team, if he's going to be the QB that we need. Because, you know, we talked a long time about – Matt Stafford, you know, he just didn't have the supporting cast around him. He didn't have anybody to throw to. He didn't have anybody, you know, to to uh, to defend him. He didn't have you know, all the things he didn't have as to why he couldn't be successful here. Jared Goff doesn't have those reasons. He doesn't have those excuses. Yep. Now it's it's going to be all right. Because now you've got you, what you, you need. You finally have a general manager who can make those decisions exactly. and give you the talent to succeed. That's right. You know, the thing about Jared Goff is if you're gonna if he's gonna come out and he's gonna play timid. He's, he won't win anything, and they'll get a quarterback to replace him next year. But if he works out and he does do good, 
it's even better for the Lions because they have two draft picks next year in the first round that they could yeah. use on other parts of the team if Goff works out. And if he doesn't, those two draft picks can be traded to get a quarterback. You could trade up and get the quarterback that you want. But this is really, like you said, it's like it's it's like a Dylan Larkin. Uh, it's either it's a defining moment for him. it's either it's either take the shit or get off the pad. Like let's go. I mean, it's 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 uh it's got to be on him. Like the reality of the situation is, the, when you talk about a guy like Jared Goff, you know, there's there, one of the things that he was last year. Really didn't help us. He didn't have wide receivers. Well, now mm-hmm. this year coming into this year, he got wide receivers. He got players. He's gonna have a full his health. His offense line is gonna be healthy, like Frank Ragnall, Taylor yep. Decker, yep. Jonah Jackson, Vitae, Sewell. There's no, there's no excuses that Stafford had where you know he was getting chased for his life or he didn't have a run game because he has a run game. Yeah, there's no. Oh, the wide receivers suck. He has a really talented wide receiver group that could be one. It's it's probably way different than last year where the role reversal is last year they didn't have much depth in the wide receivers. Now there's people that might be on the chopping block that are actually pretty good. Yeah. That shows you how Brett Holmes has changed his team into building it not for just now, but the future. He's really making a really significant stride. We'll see if Jared Goff can, you know, it's going to be incumbent upon him to set the tone. Yeah. He's going to have to set the tone for this organization, and he's going to have to take a tone, in my mind, like Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. That's the tone he's going to have to adopt. I don't know if Jared Goff is that kind of a guy, but he's going to have to become that kind of guy. See, I look at I look at Jared Goff as like kind of like a, a late in his career Drew Brees. Like, if he just, he doesn't have to be all world, but he just has to make plays to win games. That's it. Like you can win games with a guy who's not great. Yeah, you you can do that, but that NFC is so wide open. It's not like the AFC where the AFC is totally stacked, but the NFC is like a, you know, there's a lot of teams rebuilding in the NFC, and there's opportunities there. There's opportunities, yes, that, and they're gonna have the fifth easiest schedule. I, I don't say like saying that, but they play teams like the Panthers. They play teams like the. Eagles, uh, Eagles might be better than that, but they might they play teams like the Giants and the Commanders that are going to be not good. This is going to be a chance for him to get better, makes plays. You're going to have an easy schedule. You can't say that it's going to be tough. And I look for them to be good. And if they're not good, it's all on Jared Goff because that's his. That's that's this offense is set up to be dangerous. Yep, like what that guy said. And and who is that guy? Just without, and obviously can't name a name, but give some pedigree on on those comments, Joe. He's an NFL executive for a very very well known team. Because y'all know we got people. Yeah, we got sources, right? Very, we always yeah, say we he's, got sources. He's a very 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 well known executive, and if I yeah. said his name, it'd be leaked out, and it you'd know it. Down. You'd know who it is. But if if I could say his name, you would know him because he's a very very high ranking official for, for an organization, and he's. He's very, very well known. So, but like, it's just the reality of the situation. Like, that's 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 what teams think of this guy right now, and Vegas thinks of him too. Like, they think Dan Campbell could be a coach of the year candidate, and you could possibly potentially have two rookie of the year candidates on both sides of the ball. The team's got an enormous amount of potential. There's going to be two key factors, I believe, to their success. One, can they execute what Dan Campbell is going to plan? Mm-hmm. Can they execute? And can they stay healthy? 
I mean, that's really going to be it. If, if you have, you know, when you got a guy like Frank Ragnow who's taken out early on with an injury, um, you're going to have an uphill battle, a tough hill to climb there. If they can stay healthy, at least I would say the first five games, and just we'll, stay healthy the first five games, and we'll, that'll lay a great and, foundation. And we'll go to the schedule tomorrow. That's going to be pretty interesting for the Lions because uh, it depends when you play these teams too. Like if you get the Packers early on and you don't have to travel to Green Bay late in the year, win. If yeah. you don't have to travel to Chicago late in the year, win. Because that means that you're – because a lot of these games that you're playing, like in the AFC East, I mean, there, there's a couple of teams that you can play out in the cold, like the Commanders, Giants, Eagles. But, like, if you get a Cowboys and you get a Vikings and you get a, 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 a Colts or, you know, a Panthers at the, end of, at the end of the year, I mean, Carolina's nice at the, in, in December. So is Dallas. You know, yeah, they, they I play, wouldn't, they play I wouldn't a, turn they, that they, down. They play, they play in the dome. But that's just the reality. Like, the – the schedule is set up for them. There's so much that they have to there, – there's so much. I think the key to the Lions season is development. How, how the coaches develop this talent that they have and how they how they develop the guys that they are running with and who is the guy that they really want to develop the most. Is it like a Kuda? Could they get the most out of him? I mean, you've seen last year they had two undrafted free agents that looked really, really good. Can they do that again? If they do that again, I mean, you you're talking about an elite coaching staff that's getting the most out of the players that they got, and you you can only imagine what they're going to do with real talent like Aiden Hutchinson, Pascal, uh, James, James and Williams, Anzarike, Lee yeah. McNeil. These are guys that they're gonna they're gonna have, and they're gonna. I think people, and you got to think about the people they got come back. Romeo Quara, they got yeah. Frank Ragnall come back. Decker's coming back. T.J. Hackson got injured at the end of the year. He's coming back. Swift needs to stay healthy. That's who needs to stay healthy. But there's people out there in the free agent market they could still sign, like like a James Bradbury, a cornerback that just got cut. And this is when you build a good culture, more players want to come play for that that coach. And if you start getting those players that are like older, but they think that you have something to offer, that's a total win. You could totally start to just because the NFC North has never been more wide open than it has been. Because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers just lost his best wide receiver. Yep. Um, Minnesota's on. A, looks like they're on a rebuild. Chicago is a dumpster fire. I mean, <laughs> it's just the reality. Like they did, they, they they drafted a quarterback two years ago, and they don't have an offense line to protect them. That's going to go well. No, it won't. But that's just the way the NFC North is. And you look at the Lions, and they're trending up every sort of the way. They're getting defense talent. They're getting offense talent. They keep adding to both sides of the ball. And that's how you win because I like what Stevie Y said. You know, these are lottery picks, lottery tickets. You take these lottery tickets and you you you, you even them up. And if you hit on 50% of them, well, let's say 50% of them, you get like there's 25% that's on the, uh, the offense and there's 25% on the defense. Mm-hmm. You just you hit on those lottery tickets. I mean, you're not going to hit on every one of them, but – if you hit on 25%, that's in a two-year period, that's really, really good. Like, that, and that's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it, you, we talked about Ella Bila in the last segment. You know, one of the things we talked about was his organizational theft. I think with Brad Holmes, you look at his organizational theft and you go, he's building an organizational depth on the offense and defense, special teams. I mean, they're doing a really, really good job. And I, I'm I'm enlightened to see how they, this this season goes, and I'm excited to see the schedule tomorrow because I really think that could uh, 
tell the path of what the Lions can really do. Because last year they got coming out of the, the first couple games, they had a very very tough schedule. Right. Very very tough schedule. Right. You go play San Francisco. That was a team that made the playoffs. You go play Grand Green Bay. That made team made the playoffs. Oh, you play a team like Cincinnati. Oh, you didn't know they were going to be in the Super Bowl, but they were a really good team. Yeah. I mean, you played a slouch in Chicago and lost, but that was early in the year. And then you started turning on, and you beat a fringe playoff team in Minnesota. You beat a playoff team in Green Bay and Arizona. And you tied with another playoff team in Pittsburgh. This is what you wanted to see. In the last eight games, I really think showed what the Lions are going to be moving forward. Well, I'll tell you the guy who I think has to stay healthy. And, again, I, I hate to put all of it on his shoulders, but it's true, and that is Jared Goff because that's a position where we don't have depth because I don't think Boyle can step in there mm-hmm. and do do anything close to what's going to be needed. So who else do you have, you know, in QB? You don't. You kind of have all your eggs in one basket with Jared Goff. That makes me a little bit nervous on a number of levels. One, can he perform? Can he turn it on? And the one thing about Jared, and the, can he stay healthy? And the one thing about Jared Goff that he needs to get better at this year is not hold on to the ball because – when you're an offensive lineman, when you got a quarterback that holds onto the ball, it makes it harder on you because you got to hold the block a lot longer. So just get rid of the ball. Do what Tom Brady does. I mean, no one can be Tom Brady, but just get rid of the ball. You're quick. absolutely right just, there. Just, Nobody can be my Tom Brady. What a deal he got from Fox Sports. Jesus Christ, $375 million to do 10 years of color announcing. Like, you don't have to be Tom Brady. You just have to get rid of the ball quick. That's the thing that a lot of quarterbacks don't understand, especially coming out of college is, just get rid of the ball. Don't yeah. hold on to the ball. You're making it hard on your offensive lineman. And that's one of the things that really hurt Goff last year was he held on to the ball too long. And I think that was his wide receivers. So, But he has no excuse this year because he has wide receivers like Josh Reynolds. He has wide receivers like DJ Chark and Amara, who he's gained confidence. He has a guy like TJ Hawkinson, a security blanket. He got guys coming out of the backfield who catch a ball. There's no excuse for Jared Goff this year. None whatsoever. You know, and I think, too, I think Jared Goff is a victim of overthinking it. I think he's overthinking the play. I think he's overthinking, uh, and he's not, like you said, there's a lack of confidence in his receivers. I don't think he's going to have that problem this year. So if he doesn't overthink it, and if he can get that to be very much an automatic release, an automatic, um, and he's got confidence in where he's going with the ball, I think he's going to be okay. So he just can't overthink it. and I don't know if he does that in response to pressure or what his issue is, but if he can get over that little handicap and if he can have confidence in his receivers, I think he'll do okay. Mm-hmm. So long as he doesn't get hurt, so they better better protect the hell out of that guy because we don't have a backup. No. Not really. No. So uh, that's what you got. And I, you think the other – you think – you know, these other teams don't know that. They do, so they're going to make him a target. Yeah, and, and the offense line is really good this year, so there's no excuse because if they are really good offense line. So they – Yeah. If it's if you're getting hit, it's because you're holding on to the ball too much, and that's your fault. So we'll see how it goes. We'll obviously have more Lions talks. Uh, in, a lot of in, potential in, there, though, Joe. We There's a lot of potential for Lions. I think they will do – they will have a really – I think they could have a really promising season. I think Dan Campbell is really – gonna have this team in the right direction it's just it's all on jared goff like we said it's literally there's no excuse that he can make period well he he claimed that he could be the guy now let's see if he's well, gonna put his money a, where it's his done it's done working all over again you know absolutely you, you had the reservation that he wasn't the guy whatever he wasn't a key player he showed you and he could show a lot and with jared goff he could show a lot of lions fans that he is the guy by playing 
uh, good like Dylan Larkin did this past season. Absolutely. It was a great show with you. Obviously, we were getting sexed up by the uh, <laughs> Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Obviously, you can never go wrong with Motown. I'll say it again, and I'll say it over and over. You know, that's another thing that gets disrespected in this country. And if you missed our first segment about the Detroit vs. Everybody segment, you will want to see that. Go to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, and you will see it. We will see you next week. I'm Between the Whistles. I'm Joe. I'm Cindy. No one gives a crap. Everyone cares. And we will see you next week. Bye.